Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with AOPA's Tom Haynes. We are your crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. You may wonder, where is Captain Dennis? Well, he's not flying. He's actually doing some training. But he, he has threatened to join us before we finish up the virtual cruise today on the show. So uh, fear not, he may be joining us before we wrap things up. But I got the big guns. I pulled them out right here. Here he is, Tom Haynes, AOPA, Big Kahuna. How are you, buddy? Hello, Greg. I am doing great. Uh, though I could be a little warmer, I'd love to head down your way one of these days. Well, we, got snow, we got snow in Maryland today. I'll tell you what, you are welcome anytime to fly down and stay at Dennis's place in Fort Myers <laughs> at his air park. He has that uh, air park thing, you know. So. He does. And I'm sure he doesn't care. right in there. <laughs> You know, when I invite uh, Pete, you know, he's a new Floridian, so it's only mm-hmm. fair that I'm able to, you know, pu- push people off on him. And, and trust me, he has an air park. You'd rather hang with him anyway. <laughs> so uh, anyway, his guest room is uh, yours whenever you want to go. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sure I, he'll appreciate that. Yeah, of course. I'll be will. sure to let his wife know. Exactly. Uh, she won't mind either. They're great folks. Uh, anyway, we got a lot to cover, but before we get into, like, for instance, who won the big uh, airplane giveaway from AOPA, which we're going to talk a little bit about that today. It was a pretty big deal this week. Uh, we got to talk about the big news, which is these travel changes that the uh, FAA and, well, I mean, it's actually comes it came through the CDC, new administration, all that kind of stuff about the travel restrictions, trying to uh, get covid uh, under control, and how confusing this has been, uh, not just for general aviation, but for everybody, because they keep changing the rules on us. And I would imagine that is the the most popular topic or question you're fielding there at AOPA this week. Is that a fair assumption, or what, what do you think, Tom? Yeah, that's a pretty fair assumption. There is certainly a lot going on, a lot of members calling, wanting to go internationally. This is a great time of the year to get down to the Bahamas or Mexico or something like that in your general aviation airplane. Right. And people are confused by what's required of them when they come back in. But, uh, but the bottom line is you need a, a, a negative COVID test result that you can show to customs uh, and, and the airline before you get on the airplane to come back to the United States. It has to be less than three days old. Yeah. You know, this is something that the, uh, you know, all all the other countries were pretty much requiring for U.S. citizens to travel abroad, especially throughout the Caribbean. Like you said, right now is a perfect time to take your private aircraft down and do a little island hopping. The weather is perfect this time of year in Florida and the Caribbean, you know, because it's not too hot, not too cold. Uh, Great way to get away and that kind of thing. And like, for instance, the Bahamas, just to do some island hopping over there from Florida. Uh, you know, they've been requiring a negative test within, I don't know, within a few days before you can try. I think it's three. I don't even, I don't even remember. And if you stay like uh, over five days, you got to get a second test to stay longer than five days in the Bahamas. And they have the test available so you can do that or tell you where to go and all that kind of stuff. So, they, you know, they've had their, their rules in place, but then all of a sudden the U.S. said, oh, wait a minute. 
well, you were down in Mexico. Well, guess what? Now you have to get a test to come back because Mexico, for instance, has been wide open. And, you know, yep. we've had people that have been flying down there and uh, taking advantage of some of their, you know, uh, resorts and things and the weather and and the fact that Mexico is pretty much really haven't hasn't had any kind of restrictions at all. And uh, it's one of the few places where you have been able to travel and they've been trying to take advantage of it down in Mexico. I mean, I know this for a fact, and I've had some friends go down there. They, they're they being very careful at the resorts, all those all-inclusive type places that you can go down there and, you know, take your better half or or, or whatever and just go down and have a ball and, and feel like you're socially distanced. And, and they said they actually felt very safe at those resorts as well because it's, it behooves them uh, for the, the customers to feel that they can go down there and have a good time and, not feeling like they're bringing anything back. But then all of a sudden, I don't know, we get a new administration. I don't know if that was the reason, but all of a sudden this new rule, like, hey, guess what? Uh, now all of a sudden the U.S. is going to require a negative test before you can fly back home. So that had everybody scrambling uh, to, okay, what do we do now? And I've heard like the resorts down in Mexico, one thing they've done, they've set up testing even at the resort. So before you're flying back to the States, you get a test, they'll get you set up and uh, you do that right before you leave and you're good to go. However, if you test positive, uh, God forbid, uh, they actually have said that they will put you up for two weeks where you'd be quarantined in paradise or at least in your hotel room with a better view than you may uh, back home and say, you know, where where are you at again? Wichita, where it's snowing and stuff? Maryland. Okay. Uh, The same (laughs) difference. Right. So I don't know. I, uh, they've they've offered that uh, scenario. So I guess you know it depends on how you feel about it. But at least they're trying to address that situation, uh, and, and you know that that is obviously led to uh, you know it creates confusion on how you deal with it. Um, and that's just like for instance one of those like all inclusive type of places that I'm aware of in Mexico. I don't know if they're all doing that, but they're trying to come up with a solution that Americans would feel comfortable enough to still travel abroad is that what you're hearing too yeah absolutely that dovetails perfectly with things i've heard uh, my my daughter was in mexico this week with a friend of hers and uh and when this first got announced uh which actually i think was uh, prior to the inauguration so i think it was previous administration um when it first got announced uh the resorts were saying well you know you're going to have to uh, go into downtown cancun to a hospital and spend one hundred and fifty dollars a piece to get your test. What? And and yeah. then the hospital will you know phone the results back to the resorts, and you're on your own, pretty much kind of thing like that. Mm-hmm. But clearly, everybody was going to cancel. Yeah. And and within twenty four hours, literally within twenty four hours, they'd completely changed their tune. And it's like what you said; they are now offering the the COVID test right in the lobby of the of the hotel, mm-hmm. uh, and at least of the all inclusive ones. And you get the results within twenty four hours. And uh, they make it very convenient. It's free. And if, as you said, if you uh, turn or come back positive, they will put you up for 14 days and your guest. Uh, now, like you say, you may be trapped in your room, but hey, room service is not bad. Not a bad view. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, you don't know. Right. Yeah. The only <laughs> uh, thing uh, I, I tried to sell my wife on the deal. I yeah. said, hey, you know, that sounds like you could, we could potentially uh, quadruple our uh, stay. <laughs> Right. You, know, you go down there, hope for a positive. No, you don't want to do that. But no. but then she pointed out like, hey, wait a minute. You know, if we get down there and we get infected, mm-hmm. uh, I, I really don't want to be sick. 
uh, abroad. Yes. So, I mean, yes, of course, exactly. you may have minor symptoms if you were to test positive or or none at all. But of course, the other side of the coin, you could it could be pretty serious. And right. next thing you know, you have to be checked into a Mexican hospital. I'm guessing I wouldn't feel as comfortable as that as I would back at home yeah. dealing with it. So, yeah, exactly. yeah. But as far as general aviation, uh, you know, obviously that is for everybody. Yep. But well, what are you hearing specifically for GA? This creates all kinds of potential problems if you just want to fly your private aircraft over to the Bahamas or something, I guess, doesn't it? Or is it the same yeah. difference or what? Well, the requirements are the same. You still have to have the same test for you and your passengers before, um, you know, you, you, you get uh, back on your airplane to come back. Um, and so you still have to figure out how to do it. And so a lot of that, uh, it hasn't been really clear yet exactly where it is you would go in a lot of these other countries if you're not staying at a like an all-inclusive resort, like I was just describing, where does you go to get a test? How much it might cost? How long it take to get the results back? All those are questions you know you really need to spend some time investigating before it is. Uh, you got to add it to your flight your plan, I think, don't yeah, you? You're definitely for your flight plan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you do. Yeah. So uh, somebody asked, well, what what if I'm just going to the Bahamas for like a weekend, less than three days? Can I get the test before I go, and then just show it to them on the way back in? Mm. And um, I guess you could certainly not easy enough to go to the Bahamas for for just three days, right? Um, because it's so close. And I guess I don't see any reason why that wouldn't work. Yeah, go ahead and do it, and then tell us how it went for you. <laughs> <laughs> see, that that's the problem. There, this whole situation is so fluid. Nobody yeah. really knows how this is going to play out, and of course, that uh, communication issue is the problem. And, uh, you know, you really got to call ahead, talk to the resorts and places that you want to visit first. And like I said, add it to your flight plan. All right, we got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. 
go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I ain't never been in no airplane. This thing looked like a, a toy come out of a Cracker Jack box. You know, my truck weighs more than this airplane does. Uh, for all I know, he hits a blue jay, he's going down. You can be a black bird on a country street, hiding from the world with the broken wing, but you better believe you're going to fly with me. is Just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Tom Haynes from AOPA, he's helping me out right now, Dennis uh, is going to join us here in just a bit, I, you know, it, it has nothing to do with the fact that last week, you know, we were raving about uh, flying together in his Mooney 201 and he needed a break, that's just rumor and innuendo, don't read, don't believe everything you read on the internet, okay, uh, he, he has promised to uh, join us before we wrap things up. So you've been warned about that. Okay. Uh, but, but you know, I will say, uh, Tom, flying around in his Mooney 201 last week, and, you know, we talked all about it, uh, it, it did inspire me to, you know, just energize me, to get back in the cockpit, to get my training uh, back underway. I mean, we'll see how, how long that lasts, but it, I'm still feeling it. And, and that's pretty universal, right? If you've been out of the, out of your plane for a while, just getting back in there kind of greases the wheels, so to speak. You think? Yeah, abs- absolutely. It's, it's just, uh, wonderful to get back in there. And, and every time I get back in, particularly when I haven't been there a while in a while, it is inspirational. It's like, Oh man, this, this is why I do this. Yes. Uh, you know, it is uh, great fun. You see the world from a different perspective. It's easy to get really caught up in the moment. You know, a lot yeah. of the stuff that you worry about when you're on the ground just kind of goes away because you're focused on what you're doing and you got such great vistas on nice days. Right. And, uh, so yeah. We had amazing visibility and you're so, so, so right about that. You know, I was looking out the window, just kind of daydreaming like, Oh yeah, this is what it was like. Oh my God, this is awesome. Yes, well, you am, can do it. You can yeah. do it, Greg. Yeah. It, it'll happen. It'll happen. But no thanks to you. I mean, I thought you were going to give me the AOPA sweepstakes plane uh, last week, but uh, so lo and behold, I read someone else got it. So, so what was the story? What what did you guys do? Yeah, well, um, our our sweepstakes uh, process every eighteen months or so, we fix up an older airplane and and give it away. And mm-hmm. and we've been working on a Vans RV10 and exper- only time we've done an experimental airplane. We've done twenty six or so airplanes we've given away over the years. First time we've done an experimental, and uh, it was built in Canada in two thousand seven. And we fixed it all up, new paint interior, great avionics, uh, all, all kinds of cool stuff. And then we give it away after nice. writing about it for all this time and videos and all that sort of thing. And so we always surprise somebody. And this year was a guy named uh, Aaron Benedetti. who mm-hmm. lives in Livermore, California. Turns out he's a United Airlines pilot, randomly drawn name. It's all a random process. And uh, he, um, we figured out a way to surprise him. Uh, it's amazing when you what you can find out about somebody when you get a name and and, and an address. Yeah, and we snuck our way into his life and uh, figured out how to get him out to the airport at noon uh, last Sunday uh, through a buddy of his, with a college roommate who is still friends with. Uh, kind of set up a, a lunch that they were supposed to have at the airport, and he shows up and 
and voila, Mark Baker happens to be there kind of working on an interview with the sweeps airplane out on the ramp. And the buddy, you know, says, oh, there's my friend, Mark Baker. Let's go say hi. And they do and kind of interrupt the video. But then Mark sort of turns the camera on uh, Aaron and says, and oh, by the way, you won this airplane. So he's like, was, what? Yeah, great, great surprise. He's yeah. a good winner. And I think he's really going to enjoy it. Did, did he buy into it right away? Or he says, what is it? Eh, it might be impunked. What you know, or yeah, there was a little skepticism right at the beginning, and I've right. seen that before in all the other ones we've done. It's like people are are perplexed at the beginning. You, know, you can't really be saying this; it's not really for me, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. what I found is it's about forty five minutes. You know, there you'd think you know you'd get this news and you'd just be going crazy, you know, really happy about it. But people generally are not; they're really kind of taken aback. And it's about forty five minutes before it kind of really sets in that yes, I've actually won this thing and my life has just been changed. Wow. And and, and I'm going to get to all this cool stuff with this airplane. And so uh, it, it takes a while before people really get excited about it. It's amazing yeah. to watch it unfold. But but about 45 minutes after he was told, he starts screaming like a little girl. Is that what <laughs> yeah, you're saying? Kind of. or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, you guys filmed this the whole thing. And I would imagine there's a clip yeah. on AOPA Live this week uh, yeah, or well, something or whole yeah, story or what? Story, video um, uh, on the show this week, and also, of course, on our website already. We did a special e-pilot uh, that day to let everybody know who won it. It was all over our social media. Yeah, I saw that. I was really pissed. I was yeah, like, you got it. Come on, Tom. <laughs> Who's your buddy? Who's your pal? Obviously not me. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind how many buddies and pals I've had in the yeah, last uh, week I or two? Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. I mean, were you there when this all went down or what, did no, you? No, unfortunately, because of else? COVID in California wow. and all that sort of thing, we, we yeah. sent a minimal crew out there, but uh, we had a couple of our folks out there, uh, one of our photographers and Dave Hirschman, one of our editors who's kind of managed the whole project and he flew it out there and he was there for the delivery and Right. Baker too. So, uh, I mean, what, what do you know about this guy? You said you had found out a lot before you guys even, uh, awarded him the, the big prize. Uh, yeah. Does he have a plane already or what do you know in that regard? No, he's, uh, doesn't have an airplane right now. He's owned a couple over the years, but not recently. And he's part of a flying club there at Livermore. Okay. So he does uh, fly tailwheel airplanes and, uh, a couple other things. He's also a paraglider and he's, uh, he flies internationally for United. And so he has been known to take a collapsible sort of roll-up paraglider with him on his international trips and goes paragliding wherever he ends up in the world hmm. uh, on his trips when he's got a layover or something. He'll, he'll no, wait, are, are the paraglides those like flying squirrel guys that are jumping off mountains? That, those, yes. That is yeah. those. Yeah. Wow. So he does that. Yes, so he, he, does. he probably, I don't need an airplane. <laughs> you know, uh, I can I can act like a squirrel, jump off a mountain. Hey. You know, I'm telling if you if you want to just give it to me, we'll 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 uh, you know take good care of your. It's a little too late. He's already signed the transfer documents. Oh, so that figures. Be, okay, you know, may, yeah. maybe he can work a deal with him. Yeah. Well, what is he going to put it into his club rotation of a uh, of airplane fleets? Do you think he'll keep it to himself, or do you know? Uh, well, who knows? You know, he was excited. Yeah. He called his wife right away. She's she flies with him. And, uh, so he was excited to talk to her about it. Already talked, they do camping. So he's already looked at the back and figured, oh yeah, our bikes will fit back there and we can uh, get our camping gear in there. There you go. Yeah. So, well, how uh, big is a RV 10? RV 10 is a four place. So okay. if you know, like a Cessna 182, it's bigger than the moon inside is bigger than the Mooney that uh, you were in. With, of course. With, uh, figures. Dennis. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the only thing I told Dennis. I said, you got to get a bigger plane. I want to be able to bring either more people or more stuff. Yeah. Yeah, those are hey. the kind of friends to have, the ones with really big airplanes. Right. He goes, yeah, but, you know, that changes the whole dynamic. You know, we, we yeah. did the uh, fuel, uh, you know, breakdown or, or, you know, figured out what he was getting 
and it was like yeah, 15, yeah, 15 yeah. miles a gallon. I was like, you yeah. know, get the same in a truck, you know, a big yeah. truck. And I'm like, and you're way faster and right. all that kind of stuff. Because, uh, But if we go bigger, a uh, bigger plane, you're not going to find quite that uh, efficiency. I don't know. Do you right. know. You have any plane that would actually be bigger and still be able to do anything like that? Or is, am I dreaming thinking of anything uh, remotely close to that Mooney 201? Well, it's hard to beat the efficiency of a Mooney when it comes to just, uh, you know, fuel per hour kind of thing. You know, yeah. that airplane screws in it, uh, you know, the better part of 200 miles an hour, you know, 180 ish knots or something like that. Right. Uh, and, and it's very efficient. So okay. hard to beat those numbers. All right. So the answer is no, I figured. No. Eh, well, well, one, one can help. I guess we just <laughs> got, I got to get one too. And then we fly in formation and do something like that. And we can double up. Tom Haynes has been nice enough to help us from AOPA. Thank you, Tom. Uh, check Always him out, aopalive.org. That's the website to go see him every week, right? That's right. Okay. And we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. If this company is a plane, then this is Richard's damn plane. And if he wants to fly it in the side of a mountain, that is his prerogative, and it is our duty. To climb on, strap in, and have a fiery death right behind him. I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Gonna take you for a ride on a big hey, hey. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me. Along with Captain Dennis now, uh, he tapped out, or I should say Tom Haynes tapped out, and Dennis has jumped back into the uh, pilot position to take control of our virtual cruise to the latest aviation news and information. And uh, see, he did join us. He wasn't uh, mad at me for flying with him last week. So welcome, Dennis. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well, Greg. All good right. To be good. back. All right. So I know you have a lot to cover because you, you basically uh, discovered this thing from the FAA. This has been out there for a while, right? Right. Um one of the uh, FAA uh, safety team program managers uh, sent out a, a little notice to the fast team reps here. And, you know, I, it got my attention because he says, you're going to like this one. 
we've said it a million times. There are no new accident causes. We just keep repeating the mistakes of others. Hmm. And and this is so true, isn't it? I mean, we haven't come up with any novel or unique ways to crash an airplane. If it's happened, it's somebody else has already done it too. So why are we re- continuing to repeat these problems? So maybe there's a way that we can learn from these mistakes. I know that you've probably read through, you know, AOPA magazine, General Aviation News. They usually have some sort of an article or a recap um, that can be, you know, a learning experience from, you know, I learned about flying from that or, you know, this happened to me. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the FAA's, you know, trying to collect a lot of these and and put them out in a single place that we can go and take a look and learn from the, you know, from the mistakes of others or the misfortune of others and hopefully be, you know, better pilots and safer pilots because of it. Well, you know, I like the way uh, they're thinking here. I mean, because obviously... I play a role here on Just Plain Radio to learn how not to be the ideal private pilot student. Don't follow my flight plan and do exactly opposite of what I've done, and you might actually succeed. Well, but, actually, uh, one of his recommendations was to you know review this with uh, a student pilot or with a local pilot group. So he feels that you know student pilots are a perfect audience for this because you still don't know what you don't know yet. Well, that's so, true, and I would rather learn from someone else's mistakes as opposed to keep making mine. So maybe well, that's, isn't that the whole definition yeah. of experience? <laughs> right? Okay, right. learning from the mistakes of others. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know about experience, but yes, De- definitely. I, I, you know, you don't want to be that guy. That's basically what you want to learn from uh, reading about these experiences. But these are all uh, mistakes that pilots have made before. Because there are no new mistakes. We just keep making the same ones over and over again, uh, it appears, at least according to their data. So they're saying, look, here are some of them broken down by, uh, what, three categories you have? Or what is it? Well, they've got it broken up that you can either be looking at it from, you know, an airplane life cycle, you know, the the design and manufacturing of the airplane, the actual use of the airplane, or you can go and break it down by accident categories, uh, you know, whether that be abrupt maneuvering, control flight in the terrain, uh, engine or component failure, or even by, you know, how the airplane was being used. Is it for air shows or business commercial instructional? So you can take a look and see how people fall into traps uh, and what, you know, what happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it might be a good way to spend an afternoon if it's, you know, crappy, snowy, rainy, whatever. Uh, go go take a look and you know, lock down due to two. COVID. COVID, you there, know, strange yeah. things like that. If you can't get out to the airport or maybe you have a heart condition and you know uh-huh. decide to not get your license. All uh, right. So, yeah, finished. you apply the different categories to your own particular, you know, style of flying or what you want to do with your aviation life and kind of follow the out of the tree and kind of work down through because it could be if it's instruction that may not apply to you like if you're you know a flight school or something but if you're a private pilot there's different categories you can zero in on so let's work let's work through a few of the more common ones what are you seeing well some of the uh the just take take a step back and just you know we said that there's no novel or unique ways of crashing i mean the boeing max uh the 737 max made the headlines right but with what happened in those crashes, was anything new? No, it was an automation failure that wasn't handled by proper, you know, following of checklists. There was some problems with the manufacturer, but it was certainly nothing new or unique that caused that incident. And that's kind of the message that they're trying to get along here. So, you know, you can take a look at these these accident reports and 
and go in and take a look and see, you know, what, what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that case, it wasn't, uh, I mean, there was a software problem, but as we realized that the U S pilots were properly trained on how to deal with it. And the ones that ended up having problems with it were overseas and those pilots didn't really uh, handle the situation properly, which resulted, you know, in a pretty bad accident. So is that, I, I got that right. Correct. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Well, I, I am kind of perfect that way. So, <laughs> <laughs> but what about more like GA stuff? Well, let, let's talk, let's bring it down to home. Let's bring let's bring it down to my level. So what would be one of the more common mistakes like a, a pilot student may make that it's well, saying on this the thing. typical, you know, controlled flight into terrain, you know, not, uh, you know, taking off at night, not following obstacle departure procedures on an instrument flight and, you know, banking into a mountain instead of, you know, taking the right hand turn, like you like it's depicted on the approach plate. Yeah. Those happen far too frequently. Uh, but is that, even is deep- that flying beyond your limits you think, or just not uh, following a proper checklist? What do you think? That would be not following the procedures, yeah. you know, um, when you take off from an airport, you're supposed to brief yourself uh, about all relevant information for the conducting the flight. Well, one of the things that I've tried to impress on my instrument students when I'm doing a flight review with them is look at the approach plate for the airport that you're taking off from. Sure, you're not landing in it. You might, but that approach plate will key you in whether or not there's um, non-standard takeoff minimums or it's something like that, which clues you in to go take a look in the airport facility directory, the chart supplement as it's now known. And you can actually go read the departure procedure for particular airports. And so uh, during a recent uh, IPC I did with, uh, with one of my neighbors, we actually had a lot of fun going and digging into like Peter O'Knight airport in Tampa and looking at all of the notes for the uh, departure. And here we're seeing that there's, you know, cars 35 feet from the end of the runway. There's uh, tall towers and buildings just off to the right. Well, if you start to look at where Peter O'Knight is, is situated, there's a highway running right past the end of the runway. There's your 35 feet. You got cars and semis coming right past the end of the runway. Mm-hmm. You've got tall buildings and all sorts of stuff. So it really clues you in to be aware that if you're taking off in low visibility and clouds, it's good to know all of that's there and there's specific minimums. You you need to make sure that you cross the end of the runway at a certain height um, and can maintain so many feet per nautical mile to assure that you have proper clearance before you're allowed to turn on to whatever course uh, that you're given. Right. So just being more aware of your surroundings, right? Yep. Situational awareness will just is just going to make you better prepared if something pops up on your radar. And I mean that uh, figuratively. Well, in this uh, case, it could be literally. Right? Well, it could. It could. But, I mean, you know, it, it won't throw you for, for a loop as much. You're prepared uh, a little bit more because, you you know, oh, wait, that's right. We got these trucks over here. That's why they're having me do this or why this plane is doing that. And you kind of know how to react better. Well, and all of that information was recorded and those procedures are created for why? Because somebody did it before you. Somebody incorrectly, incorrectly did it, <laughs> yeah, right. hit something, nearly hit something and filed an accident report or, you know, a, a NASA safety alert and brought it to people's attention. And the FAA, you know, duly notes that and tries to make this information available. And it doesn't do any good if you don't read it or you don't learn from it. Yes. All right. So, yeah, uh, you know, our current standards and, and protocols and checklists are built on other people's mistakes. 
And well, they say that the federal aviation regulations were written in blood. Every single rule, every single requirement for the airplane designs were all there because something happened to someone along the way. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a downer, but uh, unfortunately, it's true. At least it's not but our maybe blood. We can make it better. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. More coming up. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Where are we? Are we in LA? No, we're in North Dakota, hmm. and only those passengers deemed fit to fly will go on to Los Angeles. You're not one of them. Wanna fly, 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 can I this is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, so uh, next weekend we got the Super Bowl, which means we got more TFRs that we got to pay attention to in Florida if you're flying through the airspace. We've had, we've had a lot over the last four years, and I don't know what it's going to mean uh, when Trump you know, officially relocates to West Palm and Mar-a-Lago. That's what the, the plan is, I guess. And maybe he already has. I don't know. But I don't know if that uh, TFR that pops up every time he comes to Florida, if it's going to be in place permanently or more regularly. I, I don't know how that's going to play if he ends up well, living there all the time. Do we know? Well, the TFR that would pop up all the time when he was uh, president that was a, a security t- uh, TFR. That was a right. VIP, and that was a thirty-mile, two rings, and you know, no-fly zones in the center ring. And that's the one that was really raise- wreaking havoc with all of the local GA airports. There. Right, but it would just be a um, few hours when he was coming in or leaving town, that kind of thing. And right, yeah, and, and then. Um, but when he was in, in town, it was always over him. There was always a 30 mile ring protecting around him if he was in, in, you know, in residence. But now that he's, you know, civilian Trump and no longer the president, uh, remains to be seen whether there's going to be some form of a restriction over Mar-a-Lago, you know, permanently is if you look over in Crawford, Texas, over the, uh, the ranch out there, the, the uh, the Bush family still has a permanent TFR completely over their ranch, hmm. and and that's permanent. But you know, it, it was interesting watching on inauguration day. There was the thirty mile TFR over West Palm Beach, you know, for the arrival of Air Force One, and there was also a much smaller little three mile TFR that wound up remaining later in the day as as uh, you know power shifted and Biden took over and Trump was now just citizen Trump. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I, it's going to be interesting. You'll de- it's definitely going to be in your best interest to, you know, monitor the notams and make sure you're looking at the TFRs. And I would yes. imagine there'll be something that you're going to have to avoid uh, around that uh, part of Florida. Uh, or it's going to just be changing, you know, day to day or, I don't know, maybe they'll just make the donut much smaller. Because it's not that big around the bushes and. uh Texas, no, it's right? only like a, it's only about a three or five mile ring around the, yeah. the ranch. And it's like only to 3000 feet. So, I mean, it, it, it's kind of more of a speed bump than a, right. than a real, well, real obstacle. Maybe they could do that, even though, you know, obviously West Palm Beach is much more congested, I believe, than the airspace of, uh, 
of Crawford, Texas. But we'll wait, you know, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Just something you got to be aware of. Everybody who lives here, flies here, knows, you know, they've learned over the last, you know, four years that, uh, you know, TFRs are fairly common if the if the president was flying around back and forth from D.C. to Mar-a-Lago. So now it just might be more Florida-based, so you got to pay attention. But, you know, it's kind of been ingrained in our, uh, you know, thinking anyway over the last few years. So that's not a big surprise. But we do have a big one next weekend with the Super Bowl in Tampa, right? Yeah, and and you're definitely going to need to pay attention for that because it, it affects, um, you know, quite a few airports in the uh, the southwest Florida area. Um, you know, obviously the, the main airport's going to be Tampa International, but, you know, there's there's special traffic procedures and arrival procedures required even for traffic coming in down into the Fort Myers area. You know, if you're heading into like Venice or places like that, you're going to need to get reservation slots and make arrangements with FBOs to even try to get us, you know, to be able to get landing space. They're expecting that much of a surge in business traffic again for people that and, uh, uh, you know, personal jets and whatnot coming in to the Super Bowl. So that's going to be in effect actually from February 3rd through the 9th. Wow. Okay. Well, that's kind of a big deal. I don't know. I mean, uh, even with all the COVID restrictions, they're not planning to have as many people at the Super Bowl in person, but it'll probably be just as much business uh, air traffic, I'm guessing, with all the big wigs, you think? I'm I'm sure that you'll see a lot of that. Uh, also, a reminder to anybody that thought that's a great idea to take your drone out and maybe go fly it over the Super Bowl. No, uh, no, don't do that because the Super Bowl 55 is a no drone zone as well. So, you know, keep in mind that this isn't just affecting airplanes. It's affecting drones and everything else. And if you want to have your drone taken away and get fined, uh, this would be a good way to do it. Well, I, I you know, if they allowed drones to fly over the Super Bowl, there'd be no reason for the Goodyear blimp. Come on. I mean, they got to have their usefulness at some point. Yeah. So, because yeah. I'm sure we're going to be seeing that over the Super Bowl like we do every year, you think? Yeah. I'm hoping we do. I, yeah. I do enjoy seeing that fly. Yeah. You know, no, I'm sure it'll be there. They'll, they'll uh, have that all set up. I mean, uh, I you know how big is the uh, TFR over the Super Bowl? Is it uh, typically it's a thirty mile uh, security TFR? So it's set up very similar to what you have in place for the president uh, type of a thing, right? So I, I was, I was going to say even on a good day that'd be too far away to really like fly outside the ring and just kind of observe. You know, yeah, you're you're not going to be able to see the game away. even from the perimeter. Yeah, well, and, you wouldn't be seeing. I wouldn't be looking for the game. I'd just be looking for all the hoopla. You know, they, I mean, they'll probably have fireworks and all that kind of stuff in the evening. You know, that kind of stuff, which would be fun to see from from the air. But it'll it'll be too much headache. And then it'd be far the, more practical to just rent a car and drive across and watch from the bridges, or yeah, you know, watch it on TV. It's yeah. like everybody else. Yeah, uh, but or just go somewhere else. Because that's where all the activity is going to be. They fly down, fly south, go down to the Keys that weekend. It might be well, empty or something, you know? Yeah. You know, you know, I'm not a big sports fan, but I joke around the house that I can't wait for Super Bowl Sunday because it's the one day I can go to the grocery store and there aren't lines and crowds. Okay. All right. Well, you know, there's so that. So you could be practical. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's the one game I actually watch. <laughs> I'm a bandwagon uh, football guy. But I, well, I always watch the Super Bowl. I mean, it you will get be the commercials at the bare minimum, Dennis. Come on. 
Well, and even the commercials this year are going to get watered down. Did you see Coke, Pepsi, and even Budweiser have opted out uh, of the Super Bowl advertising this year and yeah. instead wanted to put that money towards uh, vaccine awareness and things like that? So All right. it, yeah. it will be interesting. Although uh, uh, that means we'll just have more commercials from less traditional advertisers. Maybe they'll be more entertaining. Who knows? It's anybody's guess. Well, the whole but, Super know. Bowl this year is going to be unique. I, I like I said, I I am not a big sports fan, but it's really hard to avoid the the fact that Tampa is in the Super Bowl and With Tom they Brady also and right, that, and yeah. they're also the host uh, right team for the Super Bowl, which mm-hmm. has never happened. So you know that the people in Vegas are going to be putting down big odds, and you know who's will the home team advantage play out here, or will you know? Kansas City wind up prevailing and taking the trophy. I don't know. Right. I honestly, you know, I'm sure I'll get a hate mail for saying I don't care, but I really what? don't because it doesn't matter at the end of the day, right? Well, it's the drama that you're watching. Yeah. You, you'll pick well, a it's side. Like you watching The point. Bachelor. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't watch The Bachelor. That, I, oh, the Bachelorette. I'm sorry. That's that's uh, research. Sure. For, um, but for, again, it's the yeah. drama that sucks you in and, and makes you watch it. You right? think so? No, no, no. I'm just doing research to find out if they, you know, do any flying adventures and things on that TV show so I can report accordingly to our passengers here on Just Plain Radio. It's the sacrifice I'm willing to make for them, for you well, listening we, right we are now. Very You're welcome. Appreciative. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my excuse, and that's I'm sticking to it. Anyway, so uh, you're, you're not going to pay much attention to it other than avoiding the TFR for the Super Bowl, I guess. Is that it? That's but, pretty much but down it. where you are now at your air park in Fort Myers, I mean, you don't generally have any TFRs down there. You're, you're in a good area to just fly around South Florida and head South down to the keys or something. Right. Well, I'm, you know, I'm as, uh, you know, likely to get one as anybody else. If Biden wanted to come down to, you know, Fort Myers and do a speech or whatever, uh, you know, we would have the same restrictions. So again, just got to pay attention. But he has no interest at all in going to your probably not the woods. Why would but, he? Do you know, that? maybe what we should do is head down to Naples. Uh, you know, they're they're referring to the Naples Airport as the the driveway of the uh, of the millionaires. And you know, you've got uh, a lot of people are coming down to South Florida here for the winter, or they're coming down to Florida to escape their COVID lockdown. Okay. Highway of the Million. I'm sure I would fit right in. Yeah. Not. We can go down and go look at all the cool jets and whatnot. Okay, we can do that. Try to fit in. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there is no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.